0: The compulsory teaching of Irish has become an issue in this election after Enda Kenny reaffirmed his attention to make the subject optional for the leaving cert. Fianna Fáil leader Micheál Martin has condemned that plan, saying that it would lead to the extinction of the language.
1: Since
2: the foundation of the state, the place of the Irish language in Irish culture has always been a subject for debate. This year was no no different. different. Now language experts have predicted that most of the world's languages will in fact be extinct within a hundred years. English, Spanish and Mandarin Chinese will dominate the global Babel. So where does that leave the state's commitment to the Irish language, a fundamental plank of official policy since independence? Ten years ago, it was the same.
1: Now, another story that I think is going to run and run is the story of compulsory Irish in our schools since the inception of the state in
3: 1922.
0: This man,
1: who preferred
3: not to
0: speak English or reveal his name, believes there'll be no Irish in Connemara in a 100 years or less.
2: Despite predictions of its demise, the Irish language keeps defying the odds and survives into the 21st century. Outside of education fewer than 5% of us use the language on a daily basis. One could ask the question, why?
1: Let me bring in a listener here. Um, I don't know whether he's uh, got the Tianga or not. Philip, good morning. How are you? good Uh and Clóer.
4: Just to be honest, I'm, I consider myself very patriotic, but I'm also a realist. Yeah? I mean, I love everything Irish, but the reality of the situation is 80 years of failure. They started this 80 years ago, 1922. It's now 2002. No, I don't speak
0: the language and my friends speak the language. It was rammed down our throat. For
2: many of us, our school days knocked any passion we had for the Irish language. We sang the songs, said the poems, struggled with the likes of the Thishil Ginnadoc and the Mocanieloc and learnt off reams of phrases and shanockle. And despite 13 years of studying the language... We left school without being able to yeah, hold a conversation yeah. When we say we have the Cúplá Fócal, we literally only have a couple of words. Yet our own national language has travelled all over the world and reached people of different nationalities who have been inspired to learn and to speak Irish. Some of them having more Irish than the Irish themselves.
0: Uh, Katinka Hambro is Anantom, Agis is as Irwame. Katinka Hambro is my name and I am from Norway. My first trip to Inishman was summer 2008, after I'd spent three or four weeks out in um, in Charerua, Kjerru. Um So this is so. English man was the first time when I was kind of on my own learning the language uh, without anyone kind of looking after me, um, which was scary. But it worked out fine and I learned a lot because I just had to be on my own and get to know people and really good experience.
5: My name is Colin Flynn and I'm from New York. I seem to have a, a lead a double life in, in that, um, in certain circles I'm known as Colleen, uh, whereas at home and in, uh, for example, in college, I'm more commonly known as Colin. So I do use both my Irish and my English name. I grew up in New York, uh, on Long Island, about 40 minutes outside Manhattan, um, in a place called Wontaw. My father was, um, a lieutenant in the New York City Police Department, and, um, I suppose to a certain extent we had Irish connections, and um, you know we would have known a lot of Irish people. But um, the closest connection would be on my mother's side. Um, my grandparents were from um, North Cork. Uh, my grandfather was from Mill Street, and my grandmother was from Macroom. On my father's side, it goes back a lot further. Um, his, I suppose, his grandparents were from uh, from Kerry, uh, but the, the the connection is kind of lost on that, on that side.
1: Uh, Bacheva Batu and Tanimata Orem, uh, Esasparas na Franco Hurasma. Bacheva Batu is my name and I'm from Paris, France. So I'm the daughter of a Parisian and uh, my mother would be from Marseille in the south of France, uh, but she's half Israeli, so I would have uh, that kind uh, of a background. Uh, my father wouldn't have been very good at any other language than French. Uh, my mother speaks three languages uh, fluently due to the mixed background. She has fluent Hebrew, she has fluent Spanish and she has French. So I grew up kind of with languages around me, hearing languages around me.
2: 32-year-old Katinka Hamro has no family connections with Ireland. But after visiting here on a school trip at the age of 19, she fell in love with the country and its culture. Now a scholar of Celtic studies at the University of Oslo, she's researching a 15th century text in Middle Irish. She tries to spend a week or two in Ireland every year to practice the language.
0: I started learning Irish seven years ago in Norway. At that time I was at the end of my bachelor's degree. I was just going to start my master's, but I needed I needed to have studied both modern and old Irish in order to uh, get into a master's degree programme. Uh, so I did a course at the University of Oslo, which um, is offered there, a uh, fairly extensive uh, modern Irish course, which is taught by the professor um, of Celtic Studies in Oslo. Um, he learnt Irish out in Chararua um, in in the 70s, where he lived with, with the family. Um, the man in the family that he lived with uh, was running the shop out there, so he used to hang out in the shop every day and listen to people come in and have a chat and and uh, picked up everything there.
2: Katinka's professor encouraged her to spend some time in the Gweltukht, so he made a few phone calls and arranged for her to stay with the Banatee in Connemara.
0: So, I stayed with her and her um her daughter her five year old daughter uh for three weeks in carroo and i basically i was just more or less hanging out there with her and trying to trying to spend as much time as possible with her and she was she was very talkative and she would just constantly speak irish to me um i wasn't i wasn't brave enough to speak so much myself I was very kind of hung up in getting everything correct and conjugating the verbs correctly and getting the right um, the right case there and the genitive here you know but um so so I wasn't too great at talking at the time but she but I listened to it all the time she was very good at that and always spoke Irish to me before 10 o'clock in the evening there was no English and then after 10 o'clock when, when the daughter was in bed, where uh, we could uh, have a glass of wine and sit down and actually speak English and get to know each other.
2: The University of Oslo is just one of over 40 institutions in the US, Europe and even as far afield as China who have received grants from the Irish government to develop teaching of Irish and Celtic studies. But the interest in the Irish language by people from abroad is nothing new from the vast diaspora who have
5: brought Irish with them overseas. And in Chicago, the person who inspires most of the interest is Maureen Banny Créachan, from one of the Connemara Islands, Góramna.
3: To
2: Germans learning Irish in Germany.
4: And you I can't find a
3: juice
5: boy that is a good chance. I can't find a good I can't find a good chance. I chance. I I I Africans I'm living correct. in Ireland. Lovina is uh, is
2: Afrika-smi. Blessing is anemdome.
6: Blessing is anemdome. Uh, Miriam is Anyam Dom, this Afrikas.
2: Levina Blessing and Miriam all attended the Irish classes for asylum seekers run in Galway City by Conor Nagelga. To Stephen Fry and his cameo appearance in Rust Naroon.
5: Dear Eve, just my
0: love.
5: Come
0: on now, we do the Moksha. here, go orin.
5: People from abroad express an interest here in Ireland as well as outside of Ireland. Um, You only have to Google uh, Irish language courses in America and you'll find that there are any number of organizations offering classes at all levels in places like New York, Boston, but also in San Francisco, Texas. Uh, So it's not restricted to the areas where there are large populations of of Irish-born people. Irish is being taught throughout the United States, for example, Australia, Canada, all sorts of uh, a number of other countries as well.
2: 33 year old Colin O'Flynn is one of a growing number of immigrants to Ireland, speaking Irish fluently and using it
5: on a daily basis. I suppose I was always interested in Irish culture. I don't know if it was because growing up it was sort of around me. I mean, my mother would have had an interest in Irish music. She didn't play music herself, but, you know, we, we often heard Irish music in the house. I can't remember what song, but I do remember my mother having a Wolf Tones tape um, at home, and I remember there being a song on that tape in Irish, and the Clancy Brothers as well. In fact, I can remember uh, the Clancy Brothers song that I first... That's probably the first song I heard in Irish was... Um, mission báilis and uh, I can remember wanting desperately to understand the words. But at any rate, when I was about sixteen or seventeen, I sh- started showing an interest in Irish, and an aunt of mine sent me um, some some course material, um, Miholo Shiel's book, Learning Irish. And I suppose that's how I started, but I can remember vividly sticking in the first tape and trying the first lesson and um, um, lesson one, not getting very exercise. far. Uh, I, I was, you know, it was the first, the first lesson was, um, you know, the phonetics of Irish and it was all sounds and pronunciations. Boing. First unit of that book and tape set, um, I can remember in the pronunciation activity the, the word "bui." Um, I suppose they were um, distinguishing between um, broad and slender bees in, in Irish. And I suppose at sixteen, I didn't really have that kind of discipline to to wade through that in order to get to um, more substantial uh, material.
2: One of the main developments in the Irish language over the past number of years has been the growth of Irish online. Tommy O'Connell is editor of NOS, an online magazine in Irish.
4: With the growth of technology in general, it's given minority languages or minoritised languages like Irish with a smaller language community, it's given it more of a level playing field. Obviously one of the largest sectors of Irish online is among learners. And there are many, many sites, many sort of learning applications and websites that people can go online throughout the world and check them out. There's Talk Irish, there's Dalty.com, which is a, a forum that's actually based in the United States. There's Irish Gaelic Translator.com. So people from all around the world interact with each other to learn a bit of Irish and to have resources online in the language.
2: Sinead Naeulachan, a native speaker from Kirkguina in West Kerry,
6: we have our own Google Ask you can um, download Google Ás Also Facebook comes in Irish. I don't think Twitter is in Irish just yet, but um, it's korda, a yun of information a our Facebook, so you can um, ask for someone's friendship, Ás I heard recently that I think the Irish for Twitter is a geogra, and um, a tweet is a geog, geog Gíag and geogra. Um, I don't know how correct that is or if it's standard Irish, but that's the word on the street anyway.
4: Not only are are learners going online to access Irish language content, but there are actually native speakers and fluent speakers, people who have learned the language based in Ireland and abroad. We have people with personal blogs, organisations in the United States and in Australia that actually have blogs and different websites. They're updated very regularly, so there's an active community uh, throughout the world using Irish online.
3: Noora heim so laisa niha bima smuchu er niask Noora yerim a maher majin verim roat gudji en vin Binah enah akar plesher oram nasi imel namo Sufeshtegen tor yergek er nas katan hernatrem Vi må mutu er and young is there what I mean she on. Be must mutu er will lean certain. yarin ser a tren of is there. Scaward a grogman's tutor is a telev in a kyon. Oh, is Jaser the slant
1: this is um a song from Tory Island. It's called Aran Naskaden and it was written by the grandfather of a singer who unfortunately passed away only a few months ago, uh Eamon MacRuery, And his grandfather was also called Eamon Makroury. So it's a fairly modern song even by Shan no standards of simply saying and I'm going around my island and, and there's the boats and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I love my island kind of thing but that's the kind of idea uh, with the song anyway and I learned that song off a CD done by the um, very much the Irish language specialist and Shan specialist who teaches in NUI Galway who's Lily Solera who wrote a whole book on Tory Island that's his specialism the book is called On a Rock in the Middle of the Ocean, which is a line from that song Eregelar na Fariga.
3: <laughs> na Fariga, man.
2: French born Bacheva Batu has no family connections with Ireland. In a quest to learn a language different from the norm, she decided to take up Irish.
1: No, people ask me how do I came to Irish and they assume because now I sing Shannos knows that I was mad for the sessions in Galway or whatever and that next next thing I heard someone sing in Irish and I, I really des- was desperate to learn that language. It wasn't like that at all. I was singing jazz uh, when I came to the Irish language. So I didn't come to the Irish language for musical reasons at all. And I was glad to find music in Ireland, but that was never uh, the reason. Uh when I was about 15, I did um, a Theatre Studies modules on Yeats. And I was reading a lot about Ireland in those times and about the Gaelic League. And, about, and I knew nothing about, of Ireland, really. I knew where it was on a map. It was kind of the first time I was really hearing of the Irish language. I knew there was this language called Irish Gaelic and I'd heard a few words before. But this was the first time I was reading something about it. And what they were saying... I read a whole definition in this encyclopedia that it was a minority language. I hate that expression so much, but that's what they were saying. It's a minority language. It's not spoken much. Uh, So I read that, and um, I think what happened in me was that I identified with the language because the language was not spoken. It was culturally muffled by by, by the English language or by England in some ways. That was because they were explaining how Republicans built up the revival but it took me a further seven years because I suppose at 15 um, I had enough to do with preparing for exams and things Uh, and then there was university straight afterwards and I had enough to do at university as well so it kind of had to wait Uh, but it, it became this obvious thing to do. The thing that's important to say as well is that I had never actually heard Irish before I decided to start learning it. So I was learning it for ideological reasons, but not because it was pretty or because of it was musical or anything like that.
2: As well as keeping up with technology online, the next generation of Irish language users have their own form of text language, askoilge.
4: There's a whole plethora of Irish text terms or text changa, and it's it's growing all the time. The Irish word for tonight, anocht, an, and the, the number oct, so anocht can be used to say the word for tonight. The word for week is shachtan. You can hear the word shocked seven in there, so shocked and an an when you're texting becomes weak another phrase especially used in in Donegal Irish is a hash key which means love or dear if you're saying it's a term of endearment for somebody and obviously there is a hash key on every phone and it's also used in text speech
6: I got a text off my friend there a while ago and she had the, a capital letter V, space and the digit 6 and I was looking at this for ages going what is she trying to say to me and what she was trying to imply is V she and then the rest of her sentence so V sé aún, blah blah blah
4: Other words are just simply shortened so for example you might leave off the last C-H in many words in Irish you'd also simply have an, an S for is, is me, no a shea and you just simply write an ace people are very very innovative and new terms are being sort of developed all the time Here we are
0: Came out here to Inishman uh, in order to try to uh, practice it a bit more on my own, and I think I needed to be just left on my own and not having that family to look after me all the time, because uh, they could do all the talking for me, or I would just go around and with them and listen to them speak, but I didn't have to say much on my own. But but now when I came out here, it was only me, and I had to force myself to talk to people. The younger people weren't that interested in, in speaking Irish to me at all, so I'd have to hang out with the with the older people or older one generation older than me anyway. So but they were very good.
2: We drop into Maura Mulcairn, a lady in her eighties, renowned for passing on Irish to those eager to learn, such as Matt Nolan. No, RC or, or Radio Hale.
1: <laughs> hey. Oh, it's the text man. i you, the i you, wrote that. i
4: you, that. I'm that. I'm
0: telling revenue commissioners you, you, I I uh, ah, yeah. well, um,
2: they are curious to know how Katinka learned the language. Oh, and Katinka and Matt compare notes on how difficult it can be.
0: I just your on it. I can eat Um I mean, it's it's more Changar or be or the and digging to me. That's You know, Tatashi <laughs> that ta 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 mm. But my Tato geary, eh, all the secondies fudge on. an jacker. And an jacker. that's
4: it's
0: Oh, dig me, <laughs> a
3: rude more one. thing, and she
2: During her time in Cararo, Kathinka's vanity taught her new phrases every day.
0: I would always have this little book with me and uh, whenever she, she said, oh, I'll teach you what you can say then and I, or I would say, how do you say... I, I Sometimes I would s- switch over to English then and say, how would you say uh, what I wanted to say in Irish but I couldn't. And she would teach me that and I would write it down. So I would always... That was kind of my most important tool then when I was down there. In order to learn the language, I would write everything down and I would go through it every evening and try to memorise all these phrases and sentences. Learned, you know, how to go to the shop and ask for, ask what things cost and how much is that. And, and uh, you know, and not only ask where the toilets, but actually understand the directions when I was told that. Because before I came to her, I could ask for the toilet. But I, when people answered me in Irish, I wouldn't have a clue what they said. Um remember she said, she said to me, if, I, if I'm walk, going for walks around and I see people in the field working, for instance, um, I should say, uh, God bless the work. Um, yeah, I remember she said, oh, she, she taught me once when we were having dinner and she'd made something that I really liked. And she said, what I could say then to her was, The only thing that's wrong with it is that it's too little. And a uh, little, uh, little prayer that you'd say before before uh, you start eating. with an amsho May we be living, be alive again at this time. Um, so little things like that she would teach me um, that I wouldn't have really learned if I hadn't stayed with the family like that.
2: With its vivid descriptions and turns of phrase... Irish is much more colourful than English for expressing herself, describing things or insulting some for that matter. If something is clashing in Irish you say ag they're
6: coming dirty on each other. I think that's a beautiful expression. Is a now directly translated that is to the black crow its offspring is bright. So blood is thicker than water. That's one that my mother uses quite often. Oh. Another one that would be used in Munster um, I've heard this a lot in my hometown down in Kerry and my mother would say it also is um, if she's forgotten something or if she's lost something she'll say It's lost in the heather It's lost in the heather I haven't seen you in ages or literally it means I haven't seen you since the devil was a young boy uh, like that one to have sex would be a vehebola kraken or a laher. So a bola kraken is skin hitting or a laher is beating leather. This is one my father told me. Bader gvil kloasamura urin, achni hean We might have big ears, but we're no donkeys.
2: Colleen didn't do much more about learning Irish from the time he got that book and tape set until he went to New York University for a degree in history and Irish studies. It was there that he got a chance to go on a six-week study abroad programme in Dublin, where he took an Irish class for the first time.
5: Well, after that six-week course, I went back to New York uh, and finished off the last year of my degree, and I continued learning Irish there. Uh, I did another two courses, and um, w- You know, in in, um, 2000, just before I graduated. And at the time, there was a relatively large group of learners um, attending um, these classes at NYU. And we were sort of an active bunch. We used to go out at night together and we would at least attempt to practice our few words of Irish with each other. there was a rather, rather lively um, traditional music scene in lower Manhattan at the time, in Greenwich Village and the East Village. And we used to go along to these music sessions and um, you'd hear the odd word of Irish. And our uh, lecturer, Padraig O'Carroll, used to go along as well sometimes and then you'd have the opportunity to practice Irish with your teacher outside the class.
2: After finishing at NYU, Coley moved to Dublin where he qualified as a secondary school teacher. This led to a job with Gael Culture in Dublin, where he taught adult learners for five years. Colleen is currently a PhD student in Trinity College, but still teaches Irish part time.
5: Right, well, how you And When I tell people what I do for a living, for example, I often hear, oh, when I was at school, Irish was was taught horribly. And I can understand why they say that. It wasn't my experience, of course, because I didn't grow up here, but I've heard it from enough people to know that it may have been the case in some schools and some classrooms. But what I would say in reaction to that is that the the way Irish is being taught... Now, especially in you know the adult learning context, it's completely different. It's a very communicative approach. The emphasis is on speaking the language is on the emphasis is on using the language for communicative acts for expressing yourself.. In 2005,
2: after googling Irish language courses, Bacheva travelled to Ireland for the very first time to take part in a Nidda course in County Donegal. During her time there, she discovered Channo singing and continued to visit Ireland during holidays to learn the language and the songs. She moved to Ireland in 2008 to study traditional music at the University of Limerick, followed by another music course in Spiddle taught through Irish. But Shaver is still living in Spiddle and teaches singing in the Galway Music School.
3: Hi. Hi, <laughs> so
1: I've been living in Spiddle for about a year and a half. Um, it's a very, very uh, beautiful place. I'd say I would use a language on a day-to-day basis... Um, more or less, it would depend. Um, I know who in the shops uh, speak Irish, so if I'm doing my shopping and it's someone who speaks Irish, we'll exchange a few words. It's normally going to be an I'm sure ah, just and, and the normal conversation of Irish people discussing the weather. Down um, the pub, uh, it depends which pub, uh, and I'm also obviously learning Shan nós, so I'm always learning some new song or other. And I make sure I know exactly what I'm singing about when I sing. So I translate all my lyrics. So I will be doing my Irish in that sense myself as my own uh, self-study. Uh, and I teach French in Spiddle and I teach French through Irish because I'm teaching girls' school students. Uh, most of my friends I met for doing this course, uh, this music course through Irish in, in Spiddle. Uh, and we speak Irish to each other at most times. We might sometimes be reverting back to English or whatever. But... Uh, I think it's mostly something to do with the occasion, like sometimes English sounds better to a certain context, but I know that if I want to speak Irish to them, uh, I can. But so I would always have someone to speak Irish to. Will you already? i So i i Cobra.
2: Is it because of our education or circumstance that the majority of us have fallen out of love with Irish?
5: Learners don't have the same opportunities to use the language that perhaps they would if they were learning another modern language such as Spanish, French or Italian. First of all, it's very easy these days to get on a Ryanair flight and go to one of these countries and immerse yourself in the in, in the language. In Ireland, in order to do that, we do have the gale taught, but even... In those communities, um, English is spoken. So what often happens when learners attempt to speak Irish in the Gaeltacht is that they're answered in English. For no other reason than it's easier to communicate that way, but that being the case, it does create difficulties for learners when they do arrive in a Gaeltacht area, and although the language is being spoken around them as a community language, it's not quite the same situation as they might encounter in a place in a country like italy or 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 spain uh
1: when i first came to spittle i was very surprised um at uh how little irish there was there because spittle i suppose it's mythical everyone knows it's uh it's in connemara everyone knows it's in the galtart everyone knows where it is and uh spittle is also where where the 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 soap rosner is is being shot so I had this idea, this is kind of groovy Connemara, they all have Irish and stuff. And it wasn't like that at all. I was surprised at first at how much English you would hear just going through uh, through the village. If uh, if they know you, and they know you went to school through Irish, and they know your family, and they know you have Irish, uh, they will speak Irish to you, no bother. If they think you're from the outside somewhere, uh, the automatic reaction is to speak English to whoever is from, uh, is from afar, uh, I went to the meetings of the of the Plano Cenga in Spiddle because they're trying to get Spiddle to be more Irish speaking than it is no and uh and the two guys who were in charge of the meeting um, would say something would would use a, a computing metaphor that was very good saying that people 's brains were set to English by default kind of thing, so they met you don down, down, down in the shop or in the pub, and they assumed that they had to ask you for your order in English because they have never seen you before. And I suppose when you first arrive somewhere and you don't want to be rude either, you, and you, you realise that communities like this are profoundly bilingual and that they are profoundly at ease with speaking English, you don't want to push speaking Irish to them.
2: As the debate continues on our native language... It's clear something has to change. What the future holds is anyone's guess.
1: I've
5: always felt that in in the process of learning a language, there are a series of humps that you have to get over. The first one might be just building up the courage to actually utter those first few phrases. But I guess what stands out most about my experience learning Irish was getting to the stage where I understood why... Certain phrases needed to be a certain said a certain way or you know, strung together a certain way. So there were grammatical issues that I really struggled with. I seemed to master the basics rather quickly and then struggle for a while after that. And I, I find that that's a lot. You know, a lot of the learners experience
0: that. The different ways there, there are some very different ways of expressing yourself in Irish uh, compared to both English and Norwegian. I think, which you just have to. You just have to learn them and um and once you get used to them, they're not that strange anymore, but I remember in the beginning when I was learning the language, I found it very strange um for instance, that you'd say um, that there is hunger on me instead of why I'm hungry and uh tabron there is sadness on me things like that I found very strange and and yeah, and then there are so many other idiomatic expressions uh, that even if you translate them word by word they wouldn't make any sense to you uh, unless you know what they mean they make no sense whatsoever. I can't really think of any examples now.
5: I find that a lot of my students seem to remember a lot of the proverbs or shanokla and they they often want to learn more and there's a few um, that I quite like. For example, um, these would be very gall if you like, uh, in nature, but um, there's an expression father uh, bu of Harlar," which means that um, the, the cows abroad have longer horns, uh, and it's sort of a variation on the grass is greener. Another interesting phrase, Uh, and we use this to uh, express the idea that I'm I'm on the mend or uh, I'm getting better, but it translates roughly as uh, I'm coming back to myself, Um, which sort of indicates that um, while you were ill or while you were feeling down, you were not yourself, that uh, you're only now just coming back to yourself, and I, I like that kind of idea. And you might say of someone who had a bit too much to drink, the uh, Goaí a um which means he had both sides of the road with him. Uh, I guess he was staggering backward, back and forth on his way home, for example.
2: The Irish language is part of what it means to be Irish. Baha án tiangáí The life of a language is to speak it.
5: Yeah, there's, a, there's a lovely phrase uh, that I heard a man from Ranafast and Donegal use. Um, and he, he I think we can read what we like into a phrase like this, but what he said was, which roughly translates as, if we could see ourselves the way others see us, we wouldn't be the way we are. And I love the fact that he's implying that sometimes it takes an outsider to show us the true value of what we have.